Hello, welcome to Soul Led, a podcast dedicated to the evolution of your soul and the development of your spiritual gifts. I am Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and a lover of all things intuitive. You're here because you're meant to be here. So let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Soul Led. I'm your host, Nikki Novo, and today we have a solo episode. So just me, just you, just the two of us, a bit of an educational post. We have our free community, Soul Collective, where we talk about all this stuff, all the woo and the metaphysicals and opening up our spiritual centers. And a big topic of conversation is always spirit guides and for many of you, you might know that like my roots start in spirit guides. And, uh, you know, I, I know it's um, become very second nature to me, but I know many of you are just starting to meet your spirit guides and starting to connect and starting to understand that world. So I thought, why not share everything I can possibly share about spirit guides to help you connect? Because for me, I feel like you know, you can sit there in meditation and you can try to do all this connecting stuff, but that information, sometimes like reading a book or hearing somebody talk about it or joining one of like the practice circles that we host um, is really gives you a lot of confirmation or, or gives you like language even for like what you're already seeing and what you've already been seeing. And it kind of just gives you more faith and trust in yourself. So I'm hoping that today's episode and all this information that I share helps you to connect deeper, to make progress with your intuitive journey. <laughs> and um, yeah, so let's do it. So let's talk about spirit guides. I'm going to start off first with what a spirit guide is. So I see spirit guides as beings that are with us to help us complete our purpose this lifetime. Um, I see them almost like as spiritual coaches, free spiritual coaches, guys. Look at that. You don't even have to pay for it. You just got to learn to meditate. Um, and that they will help us along. Like they know what we signed up for. Um, they have some sort of connection to our soul and they are not in physical form. So it's very easy to, you know, for them to pop in and to support us. And um, they just help us along this journey and they make sure that we're like completing what we said we were going to complete in the contract. So that's really what I see them as. There's many different categories, which we'll talk about. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about kind of how I started my spirit guide journey and how I met my, my spirit guide and how that, that process was for me. So like you've probably heard me talk about that I when I first got into this work, I got in through the work of angels. I met this psychic and she was an angel reader. Angels felt very comfortable for me. Like I said, they just didn't feel scary, you know? Um, and they were also in the Bible. So I was like, okay, this is good. So I really started studying angels and reading Doreen Virtues books and like learning how to connect. But one day I had heard about the concept of spirit guides before, like just through, I don't know where, but through like that studying rabbit hole, rabbit hole that I feel like we all go down. And, you know, in the back of my head, I kind of vaguely knew what a spirit guide was. So I had signed up to be trained to get a certification in theta healing, which is a type of energy healing. And part of that healing, 
you basically, you know, you learn to hold the focus and you have to go up in different to different planes. And as I was there, I connected like on accident. It was not part of the curriculum with like this being and it was talking to me. <laughs> I couldn't see it. I could just sense it. And I could almost like sense the, almost like density, if that makes any sense. Like I couldn't see it, but I could feel that it was there. You know, almost like when you can feel like a ghost or a spirit is with you. That's kind of what this felt like, but it felt like it was like sitting in front of me, like almost it was talking to me. So after that certification, I remember like, I think it was like three days in a row and I kind of just let it be. And I was like, well, I was already doing so much focusing and meditating in the program that I didn't have time to like sit in my own meditation. But after that was over, I remember sitting down and being like, okay, like we need to see what this thing is. And I just started to close my eyes and just try to see like, can I call that thing forward again? Like can whatever that was, like, can it come again? Can I see it again in my meditation so I can talk to it? And I sat down with a notebook and I was just trying to see like what I was getting. And ultimately that was like, it first showed me like a visual of like, all of a sudden I found myself like outside in nature and I was like, where am I? And then this like guide, you know, then this thing like started to talk to you. It showed itself even more. It was kind of uh, Native American looking. And every time I would sit in meditation, I'd get a little bit more and more. So I was so curious about this thing. And I started to like really feel like this was like my friend, you know, and uh, just writing down everything that I got. And in the beginning, it was so minimal, you guys, like, and that I really want to stress that because I know that I have like the free spirit guide meditation and I've taught um, a free spirit guide class in Soul Collective, which we'll link it to the show notes if you guys want to watch that to learn more. But it's such a process. So like if you do the guided meditation and it's not working, like, please don't give up. Like I remember just the first time just getting the detail of like being able to see nature and then like the next time kind of seeing a color, you know, it was like, it took me a long time to end up developing this relationship. But ultimately I developed the relationship and it was the best. I don't know why I was crazy enough to like sit in meditation every day for like, you know, I would do like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And, um, I don't know why I was crazy enough, but I obviously was meant to sit there. Like something was telling me to sit there and develop the relationship enough to the point that this is the guide that like helps me during my readings or helped me during my readings. Um, and also the guide that taught me how to read, like how to read chakras and all that. And it really was a, like a metaphysical guide. Like this guide was with me to help me specifically with my spiritual gifts, which when I teach, I see a lot of people have these guides with them as well, which is really cool to see them, to just really help them open these centers. So that was my first guide. His name is Hylem. He's very shy. <laughs> I actually have a picture where I am, this was like in the beginning of my career doing this work. I was doing like a free tarot, like reading, um, not even tarot, oracle, because I don't know how to do tarot cards. But um, I was pulling some cards and like, as I was pulling the cards, you can see this like very strong, like purple light next to me. And um, that is like my spirit, he's purple. So I was like, oh, look, he even came out on picture just to show himself for a second. So I should put that on Instagram so you guys can see. So anyways, after developing that relationship and like getting so much from these little meetings I would have with my spirit guide, I really was just like, this is very important. 
And the reason that I found it to be very important was number one, it was just helpful, right? Like to have all this information, to be able to like lean on something outside of my own inside intuition. Like it felt like it was my intuition, but it felt outside of me. So it was almost like easier for me to understand it. And it was just something that was like available to help me while I was alone. Um, so that's why I found it valuable. But in addition to that, I realized as I started to teach people um, how, you know, how to develop their intuition, one thing about meeting your spirit guide and really starting to develop that relationship is that you learn to hold focus. Like having a spirit guide and trying to hold the focus, trying to receive the message is a practice that helps you get better at receiving messages. Not everybody like loves spirit guides and not everybody feels like they need to use a spirit guide, but the reason we teach it in the in Soul Academy through all the soul programs is because it is a good way to just like learn to hold your focus. For a lot of you too, what's interesting is that I remember when I first started talking about spirit guides um, publicly, I had this one friend of mine who was like a friend of my husband's actually, we're at a party and she's like, she's like, I saw that you wrote, like, it was like, like a secret conversation on the side of like the, the party, like, God forbid we talk about this in public. She's like, pulls me over to the side of the party. And she's like, I saw that you, you wrote about spirit guides. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. They're like a thing. <laughs> and she's like, you know, I've always felt like I had like a guardian angel with me. Maybe that's what a spirit guide is. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and it kind of, when she said that to me, I was like, oh, that's so true. Like so many of us have felt these presents around us. We just like don't know what they are and they are guides for the most part. And you could, you know, you can give them other names. Like she was giving it the guardian angel title because that's been a, you know, especially like in Christian culture, like it's just a word that is accepted and, you know, it's a phrase that people use. So um, it was just funny that like, you know, she who's not into this work or anything like that, but she was sensitive enough to feel that. So I just like realized that a lot of us might even know we already have it. So that was always really interesting to me. So when we started the soul programs again, like I was like, okay, I want to teach people spirit guides for two reasons. Number one, it helps develop that sense of focus and it's really, unfortunately, when we're like excited to meet our spirit guides, we kind of tend to think that like our spirit guide is um, a magic eight ball, you know, and we're like, oh, I can meet this thing that gives me like all the answers to my problem. And if we attempt connection on that, then we're just in trouble. It's just like not going to work super well. So like first and foremost, like just know that it's a little bit of a long journey and also there's much more of a reason to connect to the guide than just to get like your questions answered. <laughs> um, so that's like the first thing. That's the first thing is like, we really use it for that sense of focus. And the second thing is to have, the second reason is to have a little spiritual buddy as we are developing our gifts. And as we are like going through this journey to help us understand things that are happening that we're seeing, but like, we don't have the words for it. So that's the other reason I wanted to like gift to people the um, spirit guide uh, thing, like, you know, the spirit guide gift, basically. That's why we teach it. We teach it at different like levels. You know, we just kind of introduce it in the first level, the second level, level and soul expansion, we go much deeper. And then the third, we're kind of like, we're basically like using the spirit guides. So spirit guides, as you start to connect with them, you're going to have your own and you're actually going to have several. You know, sometimes you're just going to kind of 
see one, you know, but sometimes you might notice that you have a few. I started off with really just seeing one and almost kind of thinking that there was only one. And then later after I like really developed my relationship with this guy, the other ones started to show up. And I think that maybe they didn't show up sooner because I wasn't open to it. Like I was really like, I, in a way, my spirit guide almost felt like a lucky charm at some point because he had given me so much. And I was like, don't ever leave me. (laughs) You know, I was like, I was like the girlfriend that was like, if you leave me, you know, like I'm going to shave my head or something. Like I was so concerned that the spirit guide was going to leave me because I had just grown so like attached to it. So I'd never really met another guide for a long time until, you know, one day I closed my eyes. And when I went to my place of nature, which again, guys, like that is what we call like the meeting place. And it doesn't have to be a place of nature. Actually, I was just teaching soul expansion today, which is our level two. And one of the girls was going, you know, like instead of the place of nature, I went to my blank space, which is definitely another type of meeting place. So like if you see another visual show up then then a place of nature, like be open to it. But, you know, we basically always start by closing our eyes and envisioning this like meeting place. For the most part, it could be a place of nature, but sometimes like one of my guides likes, likes to look at, likes to go to just a white place. And what happened was one day I went to close my eyes to go meet, you know, Hylem, my regular guide, and he wasn't showing up and I was being brought to like a whole other like scene, a whole other like imagery. And I was like, what is happening? And then I realized that I was going to a new place of nature with a new guide. And that was like when I finally met like another one. And then ultimately I've met several and they tend to that's usually like the way that I know they're coming in. Some days they just show up in a visual, but many times they're like bringing, bringing me somewhere new. Like I'm trying to focus on one visual. I'm trying to go to like one place of nature. And it's like, I can't hold the focus. I end up going somewhere else. And that's usually because another guide is trying to show itself. So I did figure out that actually you have several guides and they usually have like expertise, you know, sometimes many, of course, especially in the work that we're doing, we're going to see guides because they are helping us grow our intuition. So we'll have like those guides that are just here to be like spiritual, you know, metaphysical teachers. Then we see a lot of like guides who, you know, are coming for specific reasons. Maybe you became a new mother and they're trying to help you with parenting, or maybe you're growing a business and you have like a business guide and you might have, maybe you're working some through, through some lineage um, healing and you have an ancestor who has come up and, and is with you to help you work through that lineage work. So they do definitely come for specific reasons. And even like the way that they show up or they look or the colors or whatever, it says a lot about like why they're here. So typically my first, I always usually tell people that like when you first decide to connect with a guide and you feel like you're making a connection, it is nice to be like, what are we here to do together? You know, like instead of going be like, okay, finally you're here, here are my seven questions, <laughs> you know, and instead of like going straight for like your questions, remember these are like teachers in many ways. So, you know, you can start off with being like, oh, grateful. I'm here. You're here with me. Like, it's nice to meet you. What, like, what will we be learning teacher? <laughs> you know? Um, and that is just an, it, it's, it's not because they have an ego and they give a shit, you know, that you, um, you know, you should be like respectful. It's really not that. It's just that intuition works best when your heart is open. And that's a lot of the reason why we, most of us are brought to intuition work is to open the heart because the ability to get like intuitive information comes from 
your ability to open your heart. So, and I know that by experience because my gosh, like who I was when I first started this work to who I am now and how expanded my heart is. It's like, I just would have never. And I thought I was like a loving person. That's it's loving person and kind person has nothing to do with like what it means to be heart opened. And, you know, it's, it's really because like I was, I was very much motivated (laughs) by being intuitive. Like I wanted to know more and access more. And like, when I started to see that connection, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to have to like open my heart, like heal my heart, like release all the junk in my heart. Like it's the only way to get more of that intuitive information. And the reason for that is because your intuitive abilities are part of your light body and your heart is the portal to the light body, right? Like your heart is that access to the soul. It's that access to that other part of you than just your human form. So for as long as that's closed off, it's like, we don't have access to the, the other form. We're only like in our physical form. So that's why they're hand in hand. And that's what, you know, like, I don't know what a full, completely open heart is. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm there. So I don't know what that looks like, but I do know that like, you'll start to feel as it opens. And also because it's, you know, it's really that releasing of the ego. And as you start to feel that opening, it just simultaneously opens more spiritual gifts. So, you know, I started seeing that connection. Anyway, that's a bit of a tangent, but like, that's why the, when you're meeting with your guide, those intentions always work better because that is how your intuition works better. It's really not that the guide wants you to, to respect it. It's really because the guide is your equal, right? Like in the spirit world, in like energy world and being world, everybody is equal. It's just that, you know, they are assigned to us and they're older souls and they're not in a human form and they can support us. But it's more that like when you come from this place of heart and this kind of place of gratitude and just being like so grateful for the opportunity and being here with the person, you're just, you're going to get more. So that's my first suggestion. So you close your eyes, go to your place of nature or to a blank place, whatever feels like it's coming forward for you. And you guys don't feel bad about imagining a place of nature. So when I teach intuition, people get really tripped up on like nothing's showing up. And it's like, set a scene first, like get it going. Don't feel like something is supposed to show up. That will start to naturally happen with time. But in the beginning, like, it's kind of like saying, you know, if you're going to go write a book, sometimes opening up that screen and having like a plain Google doc or Word doc is so overwhelming. So write a couple sentences to just get it going, right? So draw a scene to get it going. And then you start to call your spirit guide forward. And, you know, you may feel a form come forward. Maybe you're going to see some light in your visual as your eyes are closed, Um, Maybe you just like know it's there. You know, there's the different types of intuition, right? We talk about that in Soul Seeker. And, you know, you're going to start to see kind of, you know, how you're pulling the information. And then from there, you can start with like the first questions of like, so nice to meet you. What are you here for? Like, what are we going to do together? And then little by little, you can ask like more and more questions as you develop your, your time with them. Definitely like, I don't want you to take like you're allowed to come with your problems. It's like, I guess what I want to say. Um, like just because I'm telling you to come from your heart and, you know, try to start off with like these like questions does not mean that you're not able to bring your hard stuff to the guides. Absolutely not. But that is just going to be easier for you to understand 
after a few meetings. It's kind of like, you know, it's like developing a relationship with a new person. You know, maybe you're not going to ask these hard questions right away. Like maybe at date number three, you'll, you'll have some of these deeper conversations. And it's not because the, the spirit guide is not available for those questions in the beginning. It's that you're actually like developing a language between you and the spirit guide. So the, that's the first thing, like you meet a new guide and you actually have to learn what is like the language between the two of you guys. And you probably, for now, you might not have even met your spirit guide in meditation, but you might be already having a language together. Like maybe you're getting messages through songs. Um, Maybe you're getting messages through numbers. Like you guys are developing a language. Like your guide is like, oh, when I give her numbers, like she pays attention. When I give her like song lyrics, like she pays attention. So that's you and the guide already developing a language. And then ultimately, as you start to meditate and feel the guide and get to know the guide, you're gonna like get their, like a lot of them are funny, you know, like a lot of them have humor and some of them are good looking. And like, you know, there's all sorts of funny things that you see. Um, we were just joking in um, Soul Expansion. We were reading somebody's spirit guide. And we, you know, we all kind of saw, we saw the same guide, just like different renditions of the guide. And one of the girls was like, I don't know, like I saw him and he was hot. <laughs> like, so it's just like, you know, you see all sorts of, um, all sorts of things. And that has a lot to do with like, you know, like we need that information in order to develop a better understanding of the guide and even to develop that language so that you can understand them better. So that's why like those harder questions are better for like the third meeting or something because you're you're starting to get like the basics. Um, so it does take a little bit of time to develop a language. Like now I don't even have to go to meditation and I can sense my guides because I know exactly like their tone and what they feel like. And they're, so when their energy shows up, it's, you know, it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, there's that one, right? So it's kind of like, you know, being in your house and your partner walks through the door or your child, like maybe you live with three people, but you can sense like who walks through the door because you can sense their energy and you know how they are. You, you can feel like, you know, their personality almost in a way. It's the same thing with these guides. And as you get better at that, like the better you are to understand them. It's a better way to get your messages. The other cool thing about spirit guides is for those of you who want to read people, like who maybe want to do readings one day or just even just, you know, do it for fun for families, your spirit guide is going to help you understand other people's messages. So in a couple of ways. So like, for instance, like in Soul Academy in our method, we teach um, reading chakras and that's how we learn to read energy. And your guide can, when you're like reading energy or when you're trying to like read somebody and you see something, but you don't really understand it, right? Because a lot of the things in intuition are metaphors and there's a lot of symbolism and you may just like not know what it is, right? That's very common. If you've developed that relationship with your guide, you'll be like, hey man, like, what is that thing? Like, why is there like a sword sticking through this person's eyeball? And if you sit and concentrate on your guide, and since you have, you've developed that relationship with your guide, you can understand your guide, your guide can translate that message for you. So that's also for me, like when I first started, that was very helpful for me because I didn't understand most of the things I was seeing, but I understood my guide. And he acted as a translator in many ways for me. And still to this day, I'll read people's energy and I'll see these like very strange blocks and I'll kind of like pull them, the block off the energy. And I'm going to, and I'll um, talk to my guide and I'll be like, 
it's like almost like we're examining it on like a, like a lab table or something. And I'm like, what the hell is this shit? And I can connect to him and he can give me the information. So it's, it's, it's just so worth it because you're going to run into things that you don't know. And that guide can help you because that's a consistent relationship that you've created. Even if you see a hundred different people to read, like that may change and that may be constantly changing, but your guide is not. And you already understand your guide. So that was very helpful for me too. And then of course, like, like I said, just like learning things, going into the Akashic records and just, you know, not understanding what was happening. Like I was taught a lot through, through my guide that helps me with the Akashic records. So, um, okay. So we talked about why now let's talk a little bit about the different types. I'm not going to go in depth. If you're interested in like deep spirit guide stuff, you would love soul expansion, which is the program where I do like the coaching with you guys, which is really fun. It's our, we've, it's, we've made it our level two program right now. And, um, it's the program right before soul teacher. So we go like in depth on spirit guides. So I'm going to share with you. I, from reading so many people, one cool thing started to happen was that I started to see that like there was these like categories. Like I was like, why have I, why do I keep seeing this type of spirit guide? I'm like, there's no way that everybody has like, there's not like this one guide who's like working with 20 people, you know? I was like, why do I see, but it wasn't so much that it was the same guide. It was the same type of guide. And then I started to realize, and I started getting these downloads. I'm like, oh, there's like categories of guides. So that has been very cool to see because, and, and I'm grateful that I've read so many people because I've been able to see that. So I've categorized the guides, um, which I'll share with you. And also like, depending on their category, it shows me kind of what they're here for. I'm not going to talk about like what they're here for. I'm going to just go through the, the category just in case you do do the practice of connecting with your guide. Maybe this can validate some, like some of what you're seeing as you're seeing it. So we first have our first, so I put it into 12 groups is the way that I see it, 12 categories. And they almost feel to me like little, like orders, you know, like if there's like a, like the Navy and the um, Marines or whatever, like that's how I see these are like little spiritual groups that form together to support us like through this process. So the first group and probably the most common group is the spiritual ancestors, which a spiritual ancestor is an ancestor from another lifetime. So Hailem, who's the guide I was talking to you about, we lived a lifetime together as Native Americans. So he is my spiritual ancestor because we we were um, soulmates. Like we had existed, our two souls existed in another lifetime together. We were related, but this lifetime He's not here in physical form. So he's not my ancestor. So he's a spiritual ancestor. This is pretty common. These are the ones that show up in these like era type costumes is the way that I see it. Like they have like air, like they just look like they're from another time basically. Um, So those are, there's a little bit of a crossover with spiritual ancestors that can cross into star people, which star people can be a type of guide too. But sometimes people, star people guides are also ancestors because they've lived lifetimes with them from another star life. Uh, we have wizards and mystics, which are super fun. And um, those are like usually our metaphysical teachers. We have warriors, we have goddesses, we have medicine women and shaman that are kind of the same category. They come from the underworld. We have fairies and gnomes, which are also guides from the underworld. 
we have our spirit animals, right? So like, and sometimes they're like kind of mythical because they can even talk. <laughs> um, I would say they're pretty rare. I think they're rare because not everybody's like open to seeing spirit animals. But like, for instance, Jordan, who we had on the podcast recently, who's one of our mentors, when she was learning in Soul Teacher, like all the guides she was seeing were spirit animals. So it's like, because she was open to it and, you know, it was just so part of like who she is. So, um, but we don't see it super, it's not super common. Um, we have light beings, which is kind of what you would think an angel is because we've always thought like angels have these wings, but they're really like light beings. They're very crystal, um, light body beings, very close to source and they serve as messengers. So they just look like big, I see them as like almost like a big oval that's all light. Like I can't even really see uh, like facial characteristics or anything. It just seems like big light to me. Uh, we have star people, which we talked about, which are, you know, your Pleiadian guides or Arcturian guides, like Syrian, like that type of, you know, just from other star lives. Uh, what else do we have? Ancestors. So you've probably heard me talk about like that your grand, your dead grandmother is not your spirit guide. And what I'm, what I mean by that is your past loved one could have been like an amazing guide for you this lifetime, right? Like maybe you had um, a mom who passed away and you loved her very much and she gave you a lot of, you know, wisdom and she's passed and you want her to be your spirit guide, but she may not be one because she, for all we know, you could be an older soul than her. Like you could be more advanced than her. So she's not going to necessarily come and guide you because our spirit guides are advanced spirits to the point that they're not reincarnating anymore. But we do see ancestors show up as guides every once in a while, but in a kind of a different way, they're not necessarily coming to like answer all your spiritual questions and give all this like guidance. Many times they come for first, like as protectors, you know, just kind of showing up and like in a reading or in a meditation and just being like, this is safe. Like you're good. I'm here. Like a friendly, like almost like the welcome committee, you know, like actually, I don't know if you've ever heard of um, people who have like near death experiences. Typically they talk about a past loved one, like greeting them. And that's because like, just to be like, Hey, you're safe. Like, you know, remember that person you loved? Like she's here. She's good. She's, she's good. Um, so we see ancestors in meditation because of that, but we also see ancestors because sometimes people have ancestors with them who are helping them clear their ancestral lineage. So we might see a client who has the great, great grandmother with her because she may be working through being the first woman to, to believe in herself or something. And like her lineage has had this awful plague of women who don't believe in herself and, um, she's going to be the one that changes that, right? So an ancestor will come through to like, to support that process, just to be with the person um, as they work on that. But I wouldn't say that they're, at, they're not like hands-on, super heavily involved the way other spirit guides are. Uh, then we have our ascended masters, which people are like, I feel like kind of disappointed by sometimes, <laughs> which is just like, um, you know, it's your, your generic kind of brand of, of guide. It's not really generic, but it's just, you know, it's like our Jesus or our Buddha or our, you know, the different goddesses. And, and it's just that, you know, they, everybody wants like a custom guide, you know, just for you. And when you get one that you're like, Hey man, I know you're servicing like 5 million people, 
Um, <laughs> we're a little like disappointed, but it's very common for ancestors. I mean, excuse me, ans- ascended masters to show up around you and to support you, which is really beautiful. And they come because they have a certain energy. Jesus shows up for me all the time, you know, and I'm not complaining about it. So ascended masters. And then lastly, we have your higher self, which with time, most of you, as you develop your gifts, like that's who you're going to be working with the most, the higher self. And um, so right now when I do readings, that's pretty much the higher self and I are just basically doing the read together. And the higher self is really just that version of you. It's, it is like the full light body of you in a way. It's like you without, it's the old soul part of you. It's the part of you that's lived for many lifetimes. It's the part of you that knows how to do all this, you know, spiritual stuff. It's like almost like the future self of you, right? Like beyond this lifetime. And some people like don't love spirit guides or sometimes they close their eyes and all they see is like a higher version of themselves. Like that's great. Work with your higher self. Like you don't have to work with a guide. If what you're seeing is your higher self, that's perfect. Uh, Usually it is like, I usually see people start off with guides and then ultimately move into their higher self. But sometimes, you know, the higher self shows up first and that's great too. Sometimes even these guides, what I have seen, which is, which is so interesting. So if you ever get this feeling is that some of these guides, they may look like totally different, but they're actually like the person from like, let's say I have a guide who, you know, looks like, uh, again, like a native American, it's a man. It's obviously not me, but I've seen people that have that, but that version, that guide is actually them from another lifetime. It's like, it is actually like a higher self version of them, which is really interesting. So we do see that sometimes too. So if you feel that, like, don't think you're crazy. I just kind of want to put it out there. So yeah, there's also, I wouldn't put this as a category, but we do have guides that show up in a collective and that basically like, it's not just one guide. It's like a group of guides, like five or something, which can be a little confusing because uh, they can all talk at the same time, but we do see that. And, you know, ultimately if you talk to them and ask them to come through one person, like one guide, they'll all like kind of come together and speak a little bit more in uniform for you. <laughs> so if you see that you have like a lot, you know, again, you're not crazy. This is just an episode to make you, re- to like remind yourself that you're not crazy. So, I mean, listen to the things we're talking about, come on. Um, so those are the different types of spirit guides. And, you know, so if, as you start to close your eyes and if you see that you can start to be like, oh, look, I remember Nikki, you know, I'm totally open to other guides other than those showing up. So be open to whatever you're seeing. Um, but you can, uh, you know, maybe be confirmed a little bit by some of these categories and then just start to see like, okay, what is, what does this guide mean? So a few things, when you start connecting, know that like, even just the way the guide shows up is a message in itself. So, you know, if there's something a little weird about the way they're showing or their color or the hit, you know, just something that like standing out to you, don't underestimate that. Like, don't, don't think like it doesn't mean anything. Like even you can go ahead and ask this one time. I remember, um, I had already met this guide of mine, another guide, a second guide. And I had met her several times. I had seen her in meditation many times. I had been working with her for a couple months. And I remember one day being like, you know, you and I are always wearing the same necklace. <laughs> like every time I close my eyes, I see us like wearing the same necklace. Like what does, what does that mean? And she was like, oh my gosh, hallelujah. Like finally. And it was really, you know, she, there was this whole meaning behind the necklace. And, um, what had happened was that like, I just, 
you know, out of being polite and, and I was already getting so much information, I just never thought to ask like, why are we both wearing the same thing? And that was like an example of like what the guide, sometimes even the way they show up or what they're wearing may be a message in itself. So if something does stick out to you, don't be like me and wait three months to ask and get all this information. Um, instead you can, you know, so she, when I asked her, she was like, she journeyed to me. So if you don't know what journeying is, journeying is when you're with a guide and you almost have, you know, like a journey. So basically like they, it's kind of like Peter Pan when he used to, you know, when they used to fly in the night, your guide will take you flying to some other scenery. And that's what a journey is. Uh, we do teach, we talk about journeys in um, the soul programs because you're interested in journeying. It's kind of psychedelic. You might've even like, if you've ever had like a energetic healing or something, you might see that you're like, why was I, or even in your dreams, right? That you're flying, that's a journey. So next time you fly in a dream, see if you have like a spirit guide with you because typically you're journeying to another place. Um, so anyway, she journeys me, this guide to Lumeria. I did not know what Lumeria was at the time. I was like, where am I? And she told me Lumeria. And I was like, don't know what this is. And, you know, researched it later, found some like classes on Lumeria and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is home. Like I felt so at home there. And, um, you know, it was like, this like pretty, it came me, it actually like gave me a piece of my soul back. It really was like a retrieval, like a soul retrieval. And I was like, look at me, like waiting all this time to ask the question. So, you know, if you see something funny or interesting or wonky, of like the way that they're showing up, it, that is probably most probably a message in itself. So don't always expect like the message to be like something they say or something they show you. It could be just, just even the way that they show up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, funny. It's 3.33. What else can I tell you about guides? Let me take a minute to see what questions you might have. I'm going to tune into that. Okay. So one thing to mention is that if you've been trying to meditate and connect, maybe through a guided meditation, maybe even one of my guided meditations, what I would suggest is that the, and it's not working, let's say, right? Like you're not able to see anything or you're not able to get anything. Those guided meditations, use them as instructions. Like I always say, because sometimes like my guided meditations, my voice might be you know, not the right frequency for you, or it might be, uh, I might be talking too fast or something that you need like more, more time to connect. So use the guided meditations as instructions. I gave you instructions at the beginning of the episode. So you can just be like, okay, Nikki said, go here, go here, go here. And that way you can do it at your own time, like within your own time frame. Like you may need 30 minutes. And if the meditation is only seven minutes, like you're not going to get anything. So don't, again, that's not your fault. Music helps people like, so certain sounds that might help you that can be helpful. So if like you found a song that like really helps you get there, use that. And you know, just, it is, it is a practice of focus. Some people don't see, and especially like, that's why we've developed like the programs that we teach. We really are just like trying to help. We, we include a lot of healings and heart opening um, sessions because that's what helps us see more. 
So if you're not able to see in the beginning, it's okay. See if you're like hearing anything. See if you're like feeling anything and just always have your notebook with you and write down anything that's coming through. Even if it sounds like the craziest thing ever, just, you know, feel it. Just go ahead. You're going to, you know, you're going to wonder if you're making this up. And what I would say is that let yourself have some crazy license for a little bit. Like don't act on any of the messages that, you know, any of the messages you're getting, because maybe, you know, you don't know what's happening yet, but, but that doesn't have to mean that you have to stop your meditation practice. Just because you're doubting yourself doesn't mean you must stop your practice, right? Like keep your practice, even if you're not sure if this is working out, like even if you're not sure the practice itself is ultimately going to get you to a place where you trust yourself and you guys practice is best in group. I, you know, I wish I'm a, I'm a, you know, a loner many of the times too. I like to do things on my own, but we've definitely seen that working in group is best because you're getting group validation for what you're seeing. So go to, go to our free community, soul collective, put up there that like, you know, you're practicing to meet your spirit guide and just wondering if anybody wants to do a little practice together. If you're in any of the programs, we do regular um, practice circles, as long as you're a member of one of the programs. So you can also join those two and that's very helpful. So that's what I got for you on spirit guides. I hope that was helpful. I hope you, you know, put the effort in and, and enjoy. Don't give up on yourself. Keep you know, training yourself, get, get yourself support and and help. I'd love to support you or soul collective. We're here for you. And I'm going to like make a t-shirt that says like life is better with your spirit guide. So, cause I really believe that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being here with me to talk about spirit guides. If you have any questions, feel free to, you know, reach out on Instagram, DM me on Instagram, or even just join our free membership soul collective and drop me a note there until next time. I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you love what you're hearing, would you mind leaving a review or sharing with a friend? That little review does so much. It's so damn helpful. You don't even know. So thank you for that. And if you're ready to unlock your spiritual gifts, enroll in my three-level program, Soul Academy, or join my free community, Soul Collective. I'd love to have you there. The links to join are below in this episode. Until next time, love you much. 